The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California, where Rudolph Johnson III is the president and CEO, and Judolph Winker is our board chair. Our mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our community through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hope that today's episode and every episode of Leadership Matters offers value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emergent and um, current leaders. I am particularly excited about today's show because our topic is something that is, I think, um, really near and dear to me and very important for all of us and our special guest. Our topic, let me start there. It's on Leadership in America's Best Urban Schools. And again, leadership, education, both just um, so important for the advancement of all people, for the advancement of our community and our world. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what exceptional leaders can do that can be replicated to support others in achieving effectiveness and success. And although our topic is really um, looking at some of the work that was done in the school setting, the school of education, in the educational sector, we want you to stay tuned, if, even if you're not in those sectors, because the leadership um, elements that were found in these studies can be applied to any sector. So we're going to start with talking about some things that are very powerful and germane for those who are in the field of education. But, um, again, stay connected, because uh, as parents and others, you'll want to know these, these things. And as leaders, you'll also want to hear about what you can do to make sure that you're leading in a way that produces excellence. Again, I'm excited also not only because of this topic, but because of our special guest. Our special guest today is the world's best brother, (laughs) and he is indeed my big brother, Dr. Joseph Francis Johnson, who is the Dean of Education at San Diego State University, where he also serves as the Executive Director of San Diego State University's National Center for Urban School Transformation. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to, and an honor to be, to be on. Yeah, well, great. We are just uh, delighted to have you here, and we're inviting our listening audience to also join this conversation. Please feel free to email in or to call in. You can email us at leadershipmattersquestions at innovisions, that's I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot org, or call in to one eight six six four seven two. Five seven nine zero. Again, that's one eight six four seven two five seven nine zero. 
So as I indicated in our introduction, we're going to be talking today about some of the findings that were captured in a book that is soon to be released that's titled Leadership in America's Best Urban Schools. So Dr. Johnson, why don't we begin by just having you share a little bit about the center through which this study was conducted. Great. The center is the National Center for Urban School Transformation. It started here at San Diego State University in 2005. Uh, It started with the vision of then-president of the university, Steve Weber, and the College of Education dean at the time, Skip Mino. They received a grant from uh, the Qualcomm company uh, to launch the center. And uh, since it began 11 years ago, the center has sponsored an America's Best Urban Schools Award program through which uh, we identify very high-performing urban schools. We disseminate information that we learn about these schools through an annual symposium, through our website, incust.com, and through uh, various publications, such as the book that you mentioned earlier. And also, the center engages in partnerships with school districts that are interested in attempting to emulate some of the practices that we find in in these uh, very impressive urban schools. Awesome. So I know that um, the results were compiled and they're placed in um, this book that I believe is scheduled to be released in January. So this is a sneak preview. Is that correct? <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So the book was titled Leadership in America's Best Urban Schools. Who are your co-authors? So uh, Lynn Perez, who is the Deputy Director of our National Center for Urban School Transformation, and Cynthia Uline, who is a Professor Emeritus in Educational Leadership at San Diego State University. Okay, awesome. And then, um, Joe, I know that you have been now with the center. I think you started with San Diego State there. In 2005. I'm sorry, say that again? In 2005. Yeah, in 2005. And then you went from there um, through that journey on to become the Dean of Education. Why don't you share for our listening audience, just so that they have some background on you, what your journey has been like and you know what kind of led you to do this body of work and to be where you are at San Diego State? So I've played a variety of roles in schools and school districts, um, teaching roles, administrative roles. I've also worked in two state departments of education in both Texas and Ohio. I also served in the U.S. Department of Education, um, and I have um, um, worked at the University of Texas as well as, of course, now here at San Diego State University. In all of these roles, um, I've been intrigued by the fact that there are urban schools that serve low-income communities that have um, what many would see on the surface as lots of challenges, yet 
managed to achieve uh, very impressive results for all of the diverse populations of students they serve. And so in all of these roles, I have um, endeavored to better understand um, the phenomena of these schools and uh, try to learn more so that um, we can replicate those successes and and help uh, other schools grow and improve. Right. I think before we dive into um, really looking at some of the uh, very specific leadership qualities that you found, could you tell us, and this may be embedded in, I'm not sure, but I'm wondering what are some of the common characteristics uh, the study found in America's Best Urban Schools? So first, it's important to know that um, we call these schools America's Best Urban Schools um, because they achieve multiple evidences of strong results. Um, so they have um, great attendance rates, great graduation rates. We see strong participation in advanced programs. We see um, very low discipline rates, uh, low suspension rates. Uh, and we see that for every group of students, uh, every racial, ethnic income group of students. But we also see in these schools very high levels of achievement on state assessments. And, and we see that high performance on state assessments also for every group of schools. So, so we, we say that these schools um, achieve both excellent and equitable results, and, and, and that's what we think is um, particularly special about these. When we dig in and try to understand, well, you know, what, what's beneath that? What are these places doing that, that creates those excellent and equitable results? Uh, there's really three things that are very apparent. And, and the first is really the culture of these schools. We call it a positive transformational culture. It's a culture in which students feel valued. They feel appreciated. They feel capable. And, and as well, their families feel valued and appreciated and respected. And, and that makes it such that students want to be there. Families want to be a part of the solution. Uh, students are convinced that the educators in the school are determined to ensure their success, short-term and long-term. And as well, it's important to note that that positive transformational culture is a part of what educators experience at the school. So the teachers, the counselors, the custodians, the staff people, they perceive that 
valued and respected and capable and and they perceive that leaders within their schools believe in them and want them to succeed. And so that positive transformational culture makes it such that the students want to be at school and and learn, and it makes it such that the adults want to be at school and and, and work together to, to, to make great things happen for students. So let me ask you before we move to your other two items, I, I heard you said that there were two more. I wanted to um, just stop and unpack this positive transformational culture piece uh, just a bit more and just ask you, um, were you able to surface in your study what was happening that really kind of created the... Um, that high-level feeling of being cared for and respected and, and so on and so forth. I mean, was it in the language? Was it in the... What was it um, that really was being modeled, um, so to speak, or demonstrated or for, that, so, for that sense to develop? Sure. And so um, if there is a one-word answer, it's leadership. and um, But it's not... Um, it's it's not an easy one-word answer because it's everything that leaders do. It's everything that leaders don't do. It's okay. um, it's so. It's Joe, how... I'm going to have to take a commercial break. So just I'm going to put a comma right there, and I can't wait to okay. hear the rest of this. Okay. I think this is exciting. Okay. So we'll be no right problem. back with more on leadership matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Bill Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. 
We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, bringing you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California, and delighted today to be talking about leadership in America's best urban schools. With me today, we have Dr. Joseph Francis Johnson, Dean of Education at San Diego State University, where he also serves as the Executive Director of San Diego State University's National Center for Urban School Transformation. Again, welcome back, Dr. Johnson. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Before we went to break, you were sharing with us, and I was kind of asking you to unpack a little bit um, this whole concept in, of positive transformational culture. You know, um, how does one go about, how does this form, like the essence of what does one see and, mm-hmm. and how is it created? And you said one word before we went to break, and that was leadership. And you were going to share a little bit more, so I'm going to just stop here and throw it back over you, over to you, to just kind of um, continue your thoughts. So, everything that leaders do, uh, everything leaders say, everything leaders notice and pay attention to, will influence the extent to which individuals, be they students, parents, family members. Um, teachers, school personnel, the extent to which they feel appreciated, the extent to which they feel valued, capable, respected. And so um, leaders in these very successful schools are very attentive to all of the things that they do to communicate um, um, in a way that creates that positive transformational culture. As well, in these schools, it becomes very clear that leaders are also attending to what they don't say, what they don't notice, what they... successful. 
wonderful. So, you know, what I hear you um, saying is how important it is to just um, step back. And very often we talk about having a healthy mindset and a compassionate heart and making sure that we're intentional and that we have positive intentions that come out in our words and deeds and just how that foundation piece is so important to having a positive impact on others. Right. So um, we talk in the book about the notion of a growth mindset, Um, looking at um, Carol Dweck's work around um, growth mindset. And, And certainly we see leaders in these schools modeling uh, a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed one where in a fixed mindset one would look at a student and classify him or her and say, oh, well, you, this, is, this is who you are, this is your ability level, that's all I can expect from you. But with a growth mindset, the assumption is uh, I can support you in being better. But the same is true working with teachers or adults within schools. If we look at them with a growth mindset, we're thinking, uh, yes, um, I'm, I'm good at what I do as a leader. So that means that, that I have the capacity to support you so that you can do your job really well. Yeah, great. You know, that uh, takes me back to this other um, framework and looking at um, empathizing more, judging less. And then, mm-hmm. and in that framework of empathizing, it's, you know, how can I um, understand where you are, support where you are, to then um, bring out the best and partner with you with the vision of where it is um, you're capable of going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great, wonderful. Um, anything else you'd like to say about this positive transformational culture? Um, probably not at this point, just to mm-hmm. make sure that we get through some of the other parts. Right. But it is so important and it's mm-hmm. so central. And maybe it's, um, it, 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 it's probably the characteristic that's really most compelling about these high-performing schools. Mm-hmm. Is this positive transformational culture? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Well, um, thank you for um, pausing there and unpacking that a bit more. I know you said that there were three other... Um, two others. Two others, Two yes. others. And so and that's simply that in these schools, we see lots of evidence of challenging academic curricula. So it's that you know, students are developing a real depth of understanding about concepts so they're not just touching on um, a, um, a variety of things that they're being asked to memorize, but instead um, they're being asked to really think deeply about what they're learning, uh, to write extensively, to problem solve, and to really apply what they have learned. And, and so that level of challenge is a very important component in these schools. And then finally, we see a quality of instruction that is very engaging and, and, and it's very effective for the students being served. Uh, students learn in part because uh, they feel that teachers have, our teachers 
are, are providing instruction that works for them. So we see um, very little lecturing in these schools, and we see uh, a lot of interaction um, because teachers are designing instruction in ways that resonate with the backgrounds and cultures and experiences of the students. Uh, students are discussing, they're creating, they're exploring, they're writing, uh, they're, they're engaging in, in these deep conversations. And, and so those are also uh, very important elements of what we find in these schools. So it's the culture, it's the curriculum, and it is the instruction. Great. You know, and each of those things, as we kind of go through and I'm looking at um, the educational sector, but we can apply it to any sector. Um, when I think about creating a coaching, a coaching environment within our organizations, it goes to some of those same principles of, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, do we tell or do we coach in a way that creates that deep thinking that you discussed when you talked about mm-hmm. that challenging yeah. academic curricula? And um, I always say people learn and grow from interaction with each other. So as we yeah. create that quality interaction, then we create um, growth in others. And so stepping back as leaders, making sure that we are um, coaching and developing versus telling and directing all the time can make a big difference in the growth that we see in others. Um, So I think um, good stuff. Um, As you um, looked at the um, engaging aspects of that, um, to break that down a little bit more, um, Joe, what are some of the things that a teacher might do or a person might do to be engaging? What comes to mind for me is about um, asking thought-provoking questions. can you just, I don't know if that was, is that what you guys saw there or what, you, what did you see in lieu of the lecturing that created this engaging and, and effective um, environment for instruction? So starting with um, establishing tasks that students can relate to. Um, so if I am um, simply presented with um, um, an algebraic equation and asked to solve it. Um, that may not be, in and of itself, very engaging. But if I am given a problem, a real-life problem, that I was dealing with in some real way yesterday or last week, um, one that I can relate to, but where in order to solve that problem, I need to use that same algebraic thinking. Now um, we've shifted the conversation in a way where I'm more likely to be engaged. And then if, if the nature of uh, the interaction is such that I have to work with colleague students uh, to think through 
use what I know about this problem and what I know about algebra to actually solve it, now I'm even further engaged because I'm, I'm working with my colleagues on this. And, and so when I reach a solution, um, I'm much, much more likely to remember it. Um, it's much more likely to have um, meaning to me that um, I'm going to hold on to um, you know, after I take the quiz. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's the kind of instruction that we see in these very successful schools. Great. Oh, wonderful. We appreciate your ex- expounding on that. Sandra from Sacramento, I see your question, um, and it was kind of something that was on my mind, too. And, and Joe, when we come back from break, we'll ask you to, to respond to this, um, and that is, how did the leaders, how difficult did the leaders indicate it was to influence changes that were necessary to create excellent and equitable results? So I ask you to think about that, and then join us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. If you are an investor in gold or mining, or if you are thinking of investing, you won't want to miss the Mining Stock Report with Christopher Haugen. When investing in precious metals or mining, there are risks, as with any investment, but there stands to be some great rewards if you know what to look for. That's where we come in with mining experts, CEOs, geologists, and more. The Mining Stock Report airs every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, 
Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Before we went to break, Sandra from Sacramento, thank you for for your um, question. Uh, We stated it, and it was how difficult that the leaders indicated was to influence changes that were necessary to create excellent and equitable results. So, uh, Dr. Uh, Joseph Johnson, we're going to ask you to just um, come right back in and uh, respond to Sandra's question. Thank you so much. We did not find any leaders to say that this was a piece of cake. Uh, In fact, um, uh, for many of them, this was a process that took three or four or five or even six years of working with people and working with uh, their faculties and working with their communities. Um, And... And so this is really the, one of the major questions that went into this book. And, and part of the reason for the question is because um, we find so many other schools where they want this kind of success, but leaders are frustrated in, in achieving it. So in essence, what we find is that there are four challenges that pop up like blockades getting in the way of many leaders who are attempting to achieve excellent and equitable results. But these leaders have managed to get over those blockades. And so the first is getting stakeholders. And when I say stakeholders in this context, I mean students, I mean teachers, I mean support personnel, parents, everyone. So getting stakeholders to believe that the changes that you're wanting are worthwhile. That's first. So let me pause there, because what comes to mind for me on that first one before you um, roll through it is, um, I remember a quote from Martin Luther King. It was, um, a true leader is not a searcher of consensus, but a molder of consensus. So Mm -hmm. having a vision and then being able to enroll others in it, I think is an important leadership characteristic. So, yeah. Right. And so, so, for instance, sometimes leaders will... Um, say, well, we need to do this because we need to improve the test scores, or we need to do this because um, you know the school board is going to think poorly of us, or the state's going to close us down. And the leader assumes that everybody's going to enroll in that vision. <laughs> and a lot of times people are saying, well, hey, I didn't come into this profession because I was in love with test scores. Um, and, and so they miss the opportunity to really get people on board and really to bring about change 
because they haven't done a good job of listening to people and working with people and understanding where their heart is and then figuring out how to bring people from where they are to where you all can be in a way that's going to get people's commitment to the hard work that will be necessary in order to create the transformational culture, in order to create this challenging curricula, and in order to establish this very engaging kind of instruction. So I want to pause there and and say what what Oprah would say, a tweetable moment. (laughs) uh, Because what comes to mind for me is what we talked about in the first part of the show is that kind of creating that that, um, container that demonstrates you care, and now it's creating this compelling, inspiring vision that begins to stir up hope in others. And in stirring up hope, it needs to be something that I'm desirous of, that you've got to understand me enough to know what's important to me as well. So your, your test results and all that may not do it. So, uh, so what's going to be compelling and what's going to be inspiring about this vision to begin this process of enrolling me and creating this fabulous um, learning environment? Uh, right. It's kind of what so, I hear you saying. Right. So if, if we want 10th graders to learn this biology. Uh, oh, wait a minute. This is work. So, so, so why should I um, read this material? Why should I try to learn this strange vocabulary? Why should I try to understand these difficult concepts? And if you haven't provided a compelling reason for me where I think that this work is worthwhile, then I'm not on board. Yeah, the compelling why. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. So, so, but that's just number one because there's okay. three others. Mm-hmm. So then, so if, if, you, if you get people to buy into the compelling why, but if they say, oh, that's really nice, but that's not possible for these kids. That's not possible in this community. That's not possible for a kid like me. That's not possible for my family. If, if people are not convinced that it's possible, then you're not going to get very far. And so leaders have to be skillful in working with people so that they come to see, they come to believe that, yes, this can happen for them, for their community. It doesn't have to be a miracle, uh, but that truly miraculous things can happen in their lives um, because it is, in fact, doable. Wonderful. So now we're not only tapping into the hope that you stirred up in the first compelling why, but now there's the faith to look beyond the what is to the what's possible. Right. And and so and then and now that still doesn't get you to the finish line mm-hmm. because people have to know in very practical terms what are a few critical things they have to 
to do in order to make progress toward the vision. So if you, if I, if I come to believe that this is possible, but now you tell me, um, or if I'm, if if I'm just having to guess what what my role might need to be, I may guess in a totally incorrect way. I may guess in a way that has um, nothing to do with the positive transformational culture. In fact, I may guess in a way that says, oh, well, in order to do this, I, I need to have boot camp in my school, and and I need to make everybody... Um, feel like, you know, they can't smile until after Christmas. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I can come up with something that is totally erroneous that's not going to help me achieve the goal. Or if you tell me, here's what you need to do, and you say, okay, Joe, uh, you need to attend to these 87 different tasks, uh, in order to really make significant progress, well, that's too much. I can't focus on 87 things. I can't focus on eight. But if you can, if you can break it down for me, so that I feel like there are two or three things that if I attend to and if I learn to do well, that I have the chance to succeed. I. I I can wrap my head around that. I can commit to that. I can I can make movement on that. And then the final thing is that even when we're clear about those few critical things that need to happen, the last big, big thing is that people have to believe that they have abundant capacity, abundant support, um, abundant latitude to be able to do what's necessary in order uh, to um, to do those critical things. So if if you say here here are those two or three things that you need to do, but I look at them and I think, oh wow, you're just setting me up for failure because you know that there's no way that I can do that. If that's what I believe, then I'm not on board with you. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I may be looking for ways to sabotage the effort so that you don't make me look bad. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, in these very successful schools, a huge part of their as leaders being able to tell people, okay, it really boils down to this, these few critical things, and hey, I'm going to support you in being able to do these exceptionally well, and I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to roll up my sleeves, and together we're going to accomplish this, and you're going to be great at it. And whether we're talking about students or teachers or parents or support staff, it's when people believe that they have that kind of support, then they buy in, they buy in big, and that's where the, the real change happens. 
Wow, those are those are great. Um, when we come back, um, we're going to put those in a nutshell. Ask you to share just some final tips and other um, uh, thoughts with regards to resources our listening audience can connect with. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Uh, Boy, Joe, that was a lot that you shared in this um, last um, segment. And it just, uh, I think, as you were speaking, it certainly spoke to my heart with regards to how what you're sharing is not only relevant to our leaders in the educational sector, but in any sector. And I think some of that nutshell, um, you know, it's a, the pieces that I uh, took away from there, I probably have sureized them. <laughs> so if I say anything that's not accurate, just feel free to say that's not exactly what we meant. But I'm hearing um, this overwhelming, you know, 
piece goes back to where you started with demonstrating we care and developing that positive transformational culture. I think the, that's mm-hmm. the container that says, you know, I care about you, we care. And then developing that compelling and inspiring vision and stirring hope up that hope in others. And um, I think thirdly, you were um, talking about uh, providing that clear, understandable, and doable direction uh, that helps people feel like, yeah, I, I can do this, and then providing that sense of partnership and making sure that you provide and um, help others connect to what's necessary as relates to support to make things happen for themselves. And so I think um, all of those are so important and so transferable to any sector. I I think that you nailed it. You you got it exactly as um, we saw it in all of these schools that we identified and studied. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and I I love when you know we were connecting and kind of going back and forth. Just your emphasis on how um, when uh, people are intentional about these things. Um, and bringing out the best in themselves so they can bring out the best in others and positioning others to where in our students, and I say others because I want, I want us to think beyond the students, but certainly the students and others, to where they're positioned to maximize their full potential regardless of their race, their gender, other characteristics, or their station in life, that, mm-hmm. that these are things that we can actually use to maximize the potential and humans for the, be- you know, for the betterment of humanity. So uh, great stuff. Love it. And thank you so much for coming on the air and sharing it with us today. It's my pleasure. There's a person named Paul Batalden who says, every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. Mm. So we can think about that and be scared by it. Um, when you think about all of the results that our systems generally achieve, but you can also think about that and be inspired by it because when you look at these very, very successful schools that face many, many challenges, uh, what you see ultimately is that leaders have, they, they have shaped a system that's perfectly designed to make sure that all students and all demographic groups of students get very impressive results. It is doable, and certainly that is um, uh, a key piece that that we've learned from um, this wonderful opportunity to learn from um, these outstanding schools. Yeah, and I think another uh, fabulous takeaway is the um, the benefits of studying the successes of others. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. So, um, Joe, is there a website or contact information that our listeners can um, go to to receive additional information on this topic? Sure. So, uh, our center's website is NC. U-S-T dot com, uh, National Center for Urban School Transformation dot com, N-C-U-S-T dot com. Also, uh, if there are specific questions, um, those can be directed to N-C-U-S-T at 
mail, M-A-I-L, dot S-D-S-U, San Diego State University, dot E-D-U. And right. so mm-hmm. those, are, those are ways that um, people can communicate with us. And there's, uh, as, the, as the publisher moves forward in making the book available, um, there will be information on the website about the book and how to access the book. And also um, there will be clips on the website, um, video clips, and other clips that um, uh, in, are in, will be intended to illustrate some of the concepts that are uh, shared in the book. Great. And the title of that book, again, was Leadership in America's Best Urban Schools. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And anticipated release um, is January. January or February. Um, January, February. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, wonderful. Well, again, we uh, totally appreciate having you on. Any final thought as we begin to close out today's episode? Uh, just thank you for doing what you're doing. Okay, thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, and we want to thank our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific uh, Standard Time for Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management Thank you.